Welcome to Building Bridges, the podcast that explores the journeys of individuals who have overcome challenges and forged their path to success professionally and in life. Join us as Amish Shaw, CEO at Chemcrest, sits down with associates, executives, and industry partners to delve into the inspiring stories that shape their own pursuits. Whether it's finding the strength to persevere, developing effective leadership skills, or fostering resilience in the face of adversity, Building Bridges is here to inspire, inform, and empower you on your own journey. Without further ado, this is Building Bridges. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Building Bridges. Today's episode is very special as we're off-site. We're in Chicago for Chemcrest 2023 Leadership Retreat. My name is Cameron Nagel, and I'm joined with Amish here today to kick things off. Amish, thank you so much for uh, taking the time. Cameron, this is great, man. This is uh, probably one of my favorite Chemcrest events of the year as we've got our senior leadership team together talking about a great topic, which is strategy. Incredible. Uh, if you don't mind, so we're joined by Lance, so an, an outside consultant. Can, I, can you kind of introduce who Lance is and what he's going to be doing for the session for our leadership team uh, this week? Yeah, so Lance Neal um, is really part of our team as an external advisor. His primary focus is around taking our organization through the scaling up process. So very foundational in Jim Collins and Jim Collins' teaching. Uh, where we create our rocks. So we look at our quarterly rocks. We look at our three-year plan. Uh, we really get our objectives together, get alignment across each business unit, each department, and then, of course, through the enterprise. So he's an amazing facilitator um, that really you know, listens but facilitates how we take all of this information and kind of funnel it down to yeah. an executable plan. Yeah, incredible. So we've gone into some of the sessions so far already. Um, from your point of view in the past year, we have a lot of new leadership. How would you uh, describe some of the learnings from the past year and kind of excitement for 2024 from this retreat so far? Yeah, so November of last year, um, we kind of kicked off the strategy process and frankly, it was a brand new team. I mean, mm. an entirely new executive leadership team yeah. um, and a very new senior leadership team. Some of the folks had been around for a while, but they were new to the role. And certainly the team in itself, the construct of the team was really brand new. Yeah. And so not only did we have a new team, but we had a new process. Mm. Um, along with that process, we had some very specific things that we needed to focus on. So mm. at the time, you know, inventory was a big issue for us. Yeah. Margin was, was a big issue for us. Um, we had some process issues that we wanted to focus on, and we had some growth opportunities that we wanted to focus on. So. Yeah. From November to where we are today, almost a year later, we've seen a 180-degree turnaround. Mm. And so, you know, people say um, you can't fix what, what you can't see. Yeah. Uh, you know, we brought metrics to the table. We had a very, very specific uh, process. And part of this is also some companies do annual goals. Yeah. And they don't talk about it till the end of the year. Yeah. We turned ours more into quarterly sprints. So mm. every quarter... We sit down and we review how we're doing and we validate are the things that we're focused on still the right things. Yeah. Generally they are, but it gives us the opportunity to yeah. see if there's anything that's going on in the industry and in the world and the environment that we need to yeah. recalibrate. But the process that we're using has really led to outstanding results. We've yeah. literally turned around a lot of the process, our margins back to where it needs to be. Um, our inventory is down, you know, 40 some percent. So we're on par there. Yeah. Um, in a lot of the uh, growth strategy, we've actually completed the first phase of our commercial strategy. Incredible. So yeah, and then our you know our HR metrics are are, are really great. Our mm. um, overall turnover has been down significantly. So yep. 
pretty awesome to see what one year can can do. Incredible. So wrapping up before we get into our next guest, um, Lance using an analogy of clarity. We're using a cup that's not not clear and a cup that is clear. And that kind of funnels down through leadership, middle manager, down to the frontline workers. And in the, in the strategy session we're having today and this week, we're resonating that to our, our leadership team. And I, I would be curious to hear from your point of view, how do we get that to the middle manager? And how do we also have that transparency go to the frontline to make sure our organization is aligned? Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a it's a really great question. And I think like any good team, you know, think of a sports team or any team that anybody's ever been on. You've got, you know, kind of the general management that's coming up with how we're going to operate this team. Then you've got the coaches that are on the field. Then you've got the players, right? Yeah. They're the ones that are going to execute the game plan. Yeah. Uh, strategy is only as good as your ability to execute. Yeah. And to execute, you've got to get buy-in yeah. through the whole organization. So where we're at right now is we've been focused on executive leadership alignment, yeah. senior leadership alignment. So the executive team, the senior leadership team, Next is the mid-managers, then that gets yep. distributed all the way down to our frontline associates. Yep. So how do we do that? A lot of it is what we're doing today. We're, we're, we're having podcasts, we're talking about this. We're, we really want to socialize this, so we socialize it during yep. our quarterly uh, face-to-face meetings with the organization. Yep. Um, we've got this beautiful visual representation that we've got a, an artist who's actually mm. taking visual notes of this whole session that we'll be able to supply to the organization yep. internally so they can see what we're talking about. But it's definitely a big goal of ours mm. is to take all the big things that we're doing here and be able to translate that to the rest of the organization. So really they can align and get inspired and excited yeah. uh, with all the great work that we're doing. Incredible. Well, Amish, thank you so much. And to the listeners out there, we're gonna be flowing into a different amount of guests um, that are a part of our leadership retreat here in Chicago. So you'll have different perspectives, different learnings. So make sure to stay tuned as we flow along. So now I'm joined by Cassidy Crimmins at Chemcrest. Cassidy, thank you so much for joining me. And if you don't mind, kind of introduce yourself and your role within Chemcrest. Yeah. Um, I am the Senior Program Manager for Corporate and Commercial Strategy. And my role is to help support and ingrain this new process mm. that Kim Kress has adopted in strategic planning and execution. Mm, incredible. So since joining uh, the team, what has some of those roles been looking like for you? Um, what has the reconstruction looked like from what we historically have had in the past? So historically, um, there have been a few different say processes, uh, nomenclature mm. around what we're calling goals or initiatives, but at the core, um, fundamentally, this, is, this isn't anything wildly different. Yeah. What I've noticed is there is a commitment to stay disciplined mm. and that the structure also supports a more disciplined approach yeah. around the thinking, uh, both from where we're going and the execution planning and how we're going to get there. Amish and I slightly touched on the clarity and transparency between departments, but from your point of view, how have you been able to make sure everyone's aligned department-wide on our goals? If you can touch on rocks as well, what those mean, I think that'd be great. So rocks specifically are, the intent of those is around the execution planning. So Mm -hmm. the three-year thrust have been set so the organization has 
identified in, within the next three years, this is what's important what we're focused on and that's drilled down to the annual mm. and then it gets into really the quarterly we'll call them sprints but the quarterly execution planning mm -hmm. and defining the rock so what are the the five uh, no more than five um, yeah. top activities or actions that are going to move us over the next 12 weeks that much closer yeah uh, so Incredible. So to the listeners out there, we're in Chicago with this retreat right now. Cassidy, if you don't mind, kind of talk about what the goals of this retreat this week specifically with our senior leadership team to get it to the middle managers and to get it across their departments, the overall goal of the, this, this week. My, my thought around the goal of this specific um, retreat and the timing of it, mm -hmm. it has been coming up on a year now, uh, at least my involvement with, with adopting this process, mm. that the focus, um, and I know Amish has alluded to this before, has there's been a lot of change. Yeah. And there has been, I would say, grace and commitment mm. uh, from the senior leadership and executive team in adopting and understanding this process. Yeah. And now we're at a point where we can take the past year's wins because mm. there have been a lot of tremendous wins as a result of being diligent and focused. Absolutely. Um, take what's working well, reflect on the things that we can adjust yeah. and go into 2024 um, after doing that deep mm. thinking and reflection. Yeah and have clarity for, for next year to continue this momentum and continue to ingrain this process and discipline mm. deeper within the organization. For sure. As a wrap up there, talking on wins, Amish touched earlier on not only celebrating large wins, but also small wins. If you can recap, what is a win that you're proud of within our strategy going into 2024? I am really proud of the senior leadership team that that that's my my team um, yeah. as a I'll call it department of one yeah. uh, so to see to see the growth as a result of just staying committed and, mm. and diligent it's mm. not always been pretty it's been a little clunky and there yeah. have been you know things that have needed to be adjusted but the humility and openness of this team to, mm. to share feedback, to be willing to understand that we're trying to, to figure it out in this Absolutely. first year yeah. uh, and define how it looks at Chemcrest. Mm. All right, now we're joined by Robert Schufeld and Robert comes out of our Pleasant Prairie location. Robert, if you don't mind, kind of describe your role at Chemcrest and you, you're fairly new as well. So just in the past year, you really joined Chemcrest. What, if you can elaborate on that. Yeah, I joined Chemcrest in January of this year, so uh, this is basically going to be an 11-month sprint for me this year. Uh, Director of Operations for Assembly and Kitting Operations in Pleasant Prairie and the recent uh, acquisition of Telemon, which is now our Carmel BU down in the Indianapolis area. Mm. And from what I understand from your role starting out at Chemcrest, what were some of your main priorities and some of, some of the adjustments that you've seen that needed to be made in Pleasant Prairie initially? 
So the key one that I had was I was brought in and explained that we had some uh, profitability issues and we had some process adherence issues that needed to be uh, addressed. So it was gaining an understanding of the current state and then basically on my 30, 60, 90 onboarding plan, it was setting up what is current state, what is the assessment of it, networking to understand the net, uh, the Chemcrest network of support, and then from there deciding exactly what course of action we needed to take. Mm. And from there it just became the priority was education of the uh, senior leadership team at the Pleasant Prairie location to start off this year and get them informed as to how business actually works. Mm. There wasn't a high level of business acumen within the facility. Yeah, It was a tribal knowledge based uh, ideology and the tribal knowledge that was shared got eroded over time. Mm. So it was an area that needed to be re-educated. Yeah. I remember when I some of my first conversations with you, you, you showed me some images of the facility prior to you joining. And one of your big roles was to really make the processes and facility itself efficient. What was that process like for you? I, it's, you guys really <laughs> make it look nice now in Pleasant Prairie. It was a large scale remodel and renovation of a 76,000 square foot, 27 production cells Mm. And we needed to look at the flow of materials. And a lot of people look at it and they th they talk about material flows and really what it is, it's like water. Yeah. You want everything to be diverted to the right channel in the right cadence so mm. that you keep the flow consistent across the entire uh, the setup that you have. So we had to move the infrastructure around and that happened at a about month four of me being here so right yeah. before we hit our busy season and ultimately what we did was we reallocated space to fix the continuity between the different work cells and on top of that we wound up streamlining the process so that instead of taking large runs to get from section a to section b Everything became six to 12 steps mm. from staging to production so that you had short sprints. Yeah. And that level of lean ideology really drove to our throughputs and our efficiencies going from 110 kits per man hour in 2022 mm. to 141 kits per man hour in 2023 wow. year to date. That's incredible. Kind of getting into recapping 2023. I mean, just what you described as a huge milestone, also the acquisition of Telemon, which you're leading as well. What would you say is a big win that you're proud of on 2023 from your role? Uh, the biggest win that I have in, in front of me is, uh, one, the education of the team and to the financial acumen, but mm. really it's a cultural shift. Yeah. These were acquisitions by Chemcrest and they never truly got integrated into the Chemcrest family. Mm. They work on a different ERP system. They work out of a silo mentality. And we worked cross-functionally early this year to get some assistance down to our Bristol partners that do Kitty. Yeah. 
and we were able to supply them with some labor force to get them caught back up to service their largest customer. Wow. Well, in the process of that, they wound up writing a handwritten note mm. on a four by four piece of cardboard <laughs> that had everybody's signature from the Bristol location thanking mm. our Wisconsin team. Wow. And I think that bridging of the gap in communications between sites mm. and opening up the team to be able to share what they do really well in Pleasant Prairie with Chemcrest. Yeah. At the corporate and the um, Michigan facilities, it really opened up the floodgates that just kind of poured into a melting pot of ideas between yeah. Elkhart, Michigan, and Pleasant Prairie that hadn't quite mm. been as seamless. So yeah. the cultural shift that we have and the inclusion that we have, we're more of a one chem crest yeah. than we were before. Yeah, We still have a ways to go, but we have moved the needle multiple notches in regards to the Pleasant Prairie team. And then the acquisition of Carmel is very similar. Mm. Um, we're investing into the integration and it's been one of the most fruitful, seamless integrations of an acquisition that I've ever been part of. Oh, incredible. And a lot of that is because of the availability of the network to be at our disposal when we need somebody to pick up the phone and call and say, hey, can you just spot check this? Can you support with mm. this? We don't know how to do this. Yeah. And resources are deployed. Mm. And that's truly what Chemcrest's culture is about, is mobilizing the resources that are needed yeah. to meet our customers' expectations mm. while maintaining our sense of self and yeah. profitability. So it's really awesome to be a part of. Incredible. You really, our core focus of the podcast, Building Bridges, is building those bridges. And that summarizes it perfect. We're building the bridge between departments, partners, customers, et cetera. As we kind of recap in this um, section here, out of this retreat so far, we're only really a day in. Um, out of what you've heard, what are you really looking forward to um, going to 2024? A lot of what we're looking at 2024 is surrounding our talent development and our data infrastructure. And I think what we're doing now um, in 2023 is the fundamental building blocks of how do we measure success? Mm. We are now working with a scoreboard that is available for everybody at most all of the locations and by the end of the year it'll be available at all locations mm. where you can walk up and see what is the health of the building yeah what is the health of the site that you're in mm. and then we can take that and now go okay with this new digital information how do we move it to the next level yeah and we're getting ready to get started on a large data transformation discussion that's going to be taking place and i'm very excited to see what kind of ideas come out of that yeah and knowing our level of execution in 2023 mm -hmm. what are we going to be able to execute and then add and build on mm. in 2024 yeah. and that's the exciting part about mm. being at chemcrest all right, now I'm joined by Mark Fedrolik. Mark, thank you so much for taking the time to join me. Yeah, glad to be here. If you don't mind, yeah, to start out with your role at Chemcrest, 
uh, to for our listeners. Sure. So uh, I'm the director of quality and continuous improvement at Kempcrest. Awesome. So we're at the leadership retreat here in Chicago, and so far we're on day two. If you don't mind, kind of recap some of the the learnings that you've gathered that you might be looking forward to bringing back to uh, your team. Yeah, I mean, I think we're having a lot of discussion about how we uh, continue to further and better ourselves in really uh, automotive, but other industries, heavy equipment, power sports, you know, all the industries that are similar to ours that we really don't touch today, um, as well as how do we become a, a true um, appreciated tier one partner, right? Mm. So we do tier one work today, yeah. but we really kind of scratch the surface on that. So we're really looking forward to going back and working with the team to figure out how do we become one of those trusted tier ones that, that all the OEMs look forward to do business with us. For sure. So what, I, what I've gathered from some of your discussions earlier is your strong stress on lean operating systems and just lean in general. Um, and I, I heard you mention also kind of delegating and training the team on lean who may, might not be aware. How important is, is that next step towards uh, transforming your team with lean? It's, it's hugely important to our success as a business. I mean, we need to learn uh, across our leadership team and even further into the organization as we go forward. Uh, the lean tools, mm. how they really contribute to driving our business every day uh, through the success uh, of identifying wastes, eliminating those wastes, whether that impacts efficiency, mm. you know, costs, all the drivers that, uh, you know, we all value as our, as our, our KPIs, our current yeah. key performance indicators. Certainly. So uh, it'll be great to get that further into the business. That way we can we can have it's like a force multiplier, right? We yeah. train more people how to do this, and they start living it every day in the business. They're going to start to identify and drive waste elimination out of the business. Yeah, certainly. So the key theme of this podcast is building bridges. So kind of building bridges around those obstacles and connection. Um, if you can kind of recap in twenty twenty three, maybe what's one of those bridges that you feel proud of that you overcome as your department um, as a big win. Yeah, um, I think one of the big ones really is <clears throat> we now, excuse me, have a, um, a Chemcrest Lean Operating System assessment mm -hmm. tool that we built to really kind of understand where we're at on a journey in each uh, business unit, facility, and even the department levels. Mm. So we've rolled that out. We've got uh, seven locations that we've rolled it out to. Uh, at this point, we've got four locations that completed the assessment process itself and are working on improvement plans mm. to, to further strengthen the Lean Operating System in their, in their sites. Yeah. So that'll continue to cascade going forward. Mm, incredible. So just kind of wrap it up here, looking into 2024 and taking some of the learnings from this week. What's one of those key things you're kind of looking forward to, uh, looking ahead for our company's growth and your department? Uh, a couple of key things. I think, um, you know, we're going to spend a lot of time on a Chemcrest Lean Operating System in 24 as my team mm -hmm. continues to build out the, uh, the training tools. Yeah. And uh, so we're going we're gonna to train folks on that. That'll be, there'll be a training roll out with that and we'll work with each department to develop how we're going to prioritize who gets trained next year mm. um, as well as going further into our back office teams we spent a lot of time in our manufacturing and distribution centers this year yeah we really want to get back into the back office teams expose them to this process mm. really kind of understand where they're on on the journey elite all right so we're on day three just recap just finished the week and right now i'm joined by lance lance thank you so much for uh taking the time my pleasure my pleasure yeah, so if you don't mind, just recapping from your point of view, um, I was with the team, seeing our team's point of view, but from your, your point of view, uh, working with our team so far, what are you seeing momentum-wise? What are you looking forward to? Oh, big question. Um, you know, Chemcrest, I've been working with Chemcrest now for about 18 months. Okay. It's a big company, but the team 
has very um, grassroots values and strong character and very, very strong leadership. Mm. And so the emphasis of our work over the last 12 months has been to focus on uh, how do we get this team aligned? Because yeah. they're all um, experts in their own right. Yeah. And yeah. Um, oftentimes uh, people all come with their own best intentions, but the power gets created mm. when you can bring that that group together in aggregate mm. yeah. and bring that talent together. For so sure. I advocate for a system uh, called scaling up, yeah. which is based on uh, something called the Rockefeller habits. Yep. Uh, it was written by a book written by a gentleman by the name of Vern Harnish. And we augment a lot of that material with a lot of Jim Collins's mm. work, uh, famous for many things, including the book, good to great. Yep. And so our intention is really to, um, not only get people aligned in terms of vision and goals, yeah. but then help them move from strategy to execution mm. effectiveness. Yeah. And so the last couple of days has been all about uh, recalibrating the strategy mm. that we established together about a year ago Yeah. and said, okay, what did we learn? What's yeah. going well? What's not going well? What are the opportunities in the marketplace? For sure. And how do we want to pivot in order to continue to leverage yeah. those opportunities? For sure. So for your reference, our podcast is called Building Bridges. So Fantastic. overcoming obstacles for growth, personal, professionally. Mm -hmm. um, and something you mentioned in our session yesterday was BHAG, Big Hairy Audacious Goal. Mm -hmm. If you can kind of dive into that, you really made our team envision the future opportunities for, for growth. I would love to hear more on that. Sure. Well, listen, I think whether you're talking life or business, um, you have to begin with the end in mind. And in the end, with the end in mind means is what is that goal that is so far reaching that we might not ever get there? Yeah. But it's so inspiring in its definition mm. that every day that we get up and consider our purpose, our focus, what we're going to do on that given day, that long, big, hairy, audacious, long term goal yeah. almost uh, operates as a, as a North Star. Yeah. So that if we're ever lost, and we're feeling like it hasn't been a great day or a great week or a great month, yeah. we can look towards that North Star and recalibrate our focus, re recalibrate our energy. Mm. And so um, it's one thing to talk about what do we want to do next year. It's another thing to talk about what do we want to do in the next three to five years. But at the end of the day, where do we want to be in 25 years? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a very inspiring um consideration not just in yeah. business but in personal life as well for sure mm -hmm. yeah so as we wrap up here uh, we like to conclude these episodes with just a nice piece of feedback or advice to our listeners so what you have gotten feedback with our team so far and kind of like what you're looking forward to in to 2024 what's a nice piece of advice to our listeners who are developing their own teams and cultures and resonating down to their leadership teams to have that um, synergy across their team I think the power of connecting the dots between what the business wants to accomplish yeah. and the individuals that make up the business. Mm. Um, it's very easy for us to come to work every day and say the budget is this and customers are demanding that or suppliers are demanding this and that. Yep. And that's all important in this game of business. Yep. But people get out of bed every morning, five days a week, mm -hmm. and they dedicate themselves to this cause. Mm. And I think the power that we can really create together as leaders is when we can help our teams 
recognize that big, hairy, audacious goal for the business. Yeah. Challenge them to think about their big, hairy, audacious goal as individuals mm -hmm. and look for the opportunities to drive synergy. Yeah. So what's good for the business is good for the people. What's good for the people is good for the business. Yeah. And I think in my experience over the, over, uh, over the years, when you can successfully achieve that, it's much easier said than done. For sure. Uh, but when you can success, successfully achieve that, you are really creating an alchemy of energy mm. that um, can move mountains. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. Lance, thank you so much. And to the listeners out there, that wraps up our ChemCrest 2023 uh, Leadership Retreat. Thank you so much for following along this journey. And we'll see you in our next episode. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Building Bridges. If you would, leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Also, make sure to click the link in this description to keep up to date with future guests.